Welcome into the His and Hers podcast, Skull 3-in-1 edition. We will recap the Tottenham-Lee England football match between the Minnesota Vikings and the New Orleans Saints. That was my attempt at a British accent page. Can you rate it out of 10? Uh, Solid six. There we go. C's or D's get degrees. We will cover the nail biter that it was. If it's worrisome that the Vikings aren't putting their foot down on teams when given the opportunity. If Kirk Cousins can get into a little bit better rhythm and more here on this episode of the His and Hers podcast, Skull Edition. Thanks for tuning in. All right, Paige. Obviously, the Vikings improved to three and one, which is the most important part of the entire conversation. They did so from five field goals from Greg Joseph, including a go-ahead in the final minute of the game. Uh, they had a few different opportunities to kind of get the game and take a hold of it and run away with it, including a couple of turnovers. Um, at the end of the half, as well as at the beginning of the third quarter, they had a fake punt that they converted a big game from Justin Jefferson, uh, and, and a really an overall pretty well done defensive performance given the situations that they were put in, but, uh, it's sitting at three and one. If you would have told any Viking fan at the beginning of the year that the first four games would end up that way, they would take it and be so excited about it. Is there any cause for concern or is there just a lot of optimism that you're seeing on your end through your purple colored glasses? Yeah, I feel like I tend I can be a little bit more on the hypocritical side, but I think that there was a lot of cause for concern for me in this win. Obviously, great that we ended up with the win, but in this situation, it feels less like the Vikings won and more to me like the Saints lost this game just because the Vikings didn't capitalize on so many opportunities. We should have put this game away by the third, by halfway through the third quarter. We should have been up at least three touchdowns and really had a commanding lead. And instead, we're just kicking field goals after field goals and keeping the Saints within reach um, all the way to the end of the game. And the only reason we we win the game is because the Saints kicker misses it on like a weird bounce. Like mm -hmm. that's the only way to describe it. And so to me, um, I have concerns about uh, the offense. Um, obviously Justin Jefferson is amazing, but like we have to be able to use other weapons besides him. And if he doesn't, if like we don't have Justin Jefferson go off for 150 plus yards, what does our offense look like and how proactive can we be? Because we see against the Eagles, they completely shut down Justin Jefferson and we lose that game pretty handedly. And then we play the Lions. They also do a great job of shutting down Jefferson and we scratch and claw a win, which a win is a win. It's amazing that we're three and one in the NFL, that's a great record to have and you deserve those wins. But I just think that there's a lot of, there's a lot of things to be concerned about as a Vikings fan in terms of this team's ability to win the big games and win and be able to put teams away. Like we shouldn't have to play at the level of every team that we're playing at to be able to pull out these last minute wins. Yeah. It's very funny that um, the one game this year that, you know, out of the three wins, the one game that they won with relative ease was week one against the, the Packers. Um, I just kind of find that interesting when the Packers are 
also three and one and seem to be, you know, right back to where they've been the last few years. Kirk Cousins on the year, 63% completion percentage, 1,031 yards, six touchdowns, and four interceptions for an 84.1 rating. So based on his standards of where he's been, you know, since becoming the Vikings quarterback in particular, excluding the last couple of years, it is definitely um, a little bit slower of a start. I, I don't think it could be understated how difficult it is um, for him to be getting into his fourth new system um, as a quarterback of the Vikings. Obviously, a lot of the coordinators before ran similar ones, but it was four different play callers in each of his years uh, since becoming the Vikings quarterback. I I think that there's a lot more to be optimistic about because there have been moments of the offense. Where, I mean, that first drive coming out of the gates, you know, we talked about that in our preview pod of, okay, so week one against the Packers, great opening script. They go down, take the seven, nothing lead and they never relinquished it. Um, and this week they, they had, a, you know, the, the middle two weeks wasn't the case. I think they went three and out in both week two and three. And so this week they get out to a fast start. They convert five third downs, um, including the uh, screen to Alexander Madison for the touchdown. So I think that's a high level of how they were playing. And then in back-to-back weeks when they needed it, albeit against the Saints, there was a couple calls that went the Vikings way that, you know, helped. I'm not going to be a dishonest fan and say that Tyron Matthew flag should have been called. I would have been pissed if I was a Saints fan. And then Marshawn Lattimore is kind of a toss-up. He was grabbing, and, you know, so was Thielen. So they definitely benefited, but against the Lions, against the Saints, and then including that last uh, drive to get the field goal to, you know, take the final lead, Kirk Cousins has been money. He's been nails. He's delivered in those moments. And I think you'd prefer that over what we've had the last couple years where there's a lot of stats, a lot of touchdowns, a lot of yards. Um, but not a lot of wins. And so if this is the style of football that they're going to play, just hang around, hang around, and let Kirk have one swing at it at the end, you know, you're going to live off those results. And so far, they've been pretty good. Yeah, I just, I don't know. (laughs) It's just frustrating, especially on items like getting when we do. I think the thing that we have seen this season is not capitalizing with touchdowns on turnovers. Yes. And so that's something that the Vikings that I'd love for O'Connell and the team to like focus on in strategy, because those are, that's how you win football games. Like if you're able to capitalize on the mistakes of the other team, that's when you're going to have an advantage where you win and it's not down to the last minute of deciding who the winner is. And so that's the biggest focus for me is like, how do the Vikings improve upon this area of being able to make, to make touchdowns happen after a significant turnover happens from the other team. Yeah. And I honestly think that the Vikings were, were two plays away from blowing that game out of the water. The Johnny Munt drop was yeah. unexcus- inexcusable. And on the film, you know, Adam Thielen did break open, um, later but it's always you know it's third and one you want to get that first so he was just thinking get it out this guy's wide open hits him square in the hands and he drops it so that was you know a four-point swing and then justin jefferson the ball was behind him on that slant uh kind of skinny, skinny post he ran in the back of the end zone 
was behind him. However, you know, Justin Jeff is going to catch that more often than he's going to drop it. So you're talking, you know, two plays right there. There's eight points in that game that would have opened it up uh, to be a pretty sizable lead. And so I think that's why there's more optimism on that side of things than there is negativity because, um, like I said, I'm going to trust that those guys aren't going to make those same mistakes and it's definitely not going to compound in the same game. So to have those kind of mistakes and, and you know, and Kirk throwing a pick on a, on a, on kind of a dumb read that Tyron Matthew played, but obviously he's an all pro for a reason. Those type of things are going to happen to have those things happen where they didn't take advantage of a couple turnovers and turn them into touchdowns um, or take a, you know, a fake field goal and convert it into a touchdown as well. I think to sneak away with the win is a good sign. Um, now, if this continues to be the trend, because the difference is against the Lions, they just weren't even having those opportunities. Like in, in the first quarter, things seemed out of sync. Third quarter kind of seemed out of sync again, but they were able to patch together a couple drives. So there was two different lessons I feel like were learned from these two different games. And as long as you don't see a repetition like we saw with the Zimmer Vikings his last few years where it was just the same crap over and over and over again, like giving up points in the two minutes of the half. Uh, and so as long as you don't see this over and over again where they just get a turnover, can't score, or they get this this red zone stifling that they have experienced in the first four games is my biggest area of concern because they're mid-20s on red zone efficiency from get, once they get inside the 20 of scoring a touchdown that is i'll agree with you a pretty big deal yeah and i think i don't know obviously young coach like we've got a brand new coaching staff and it's awesome that we're three and one with having a brand new coaching staff brand new gm uh, a lot of new players and so i think there's exciting things to build from i don't want to sound like a debbie downer like oh vikings suck i think that we're going to be fun we're like we just have areas to improve but i think that this is all a great starting block with the kevin o'connell area of what we can expect from the vikings and being able to win these close games is a great indication for future success yeah and it's interesting they chose not to have their bye so they play very quickly this sunday against the bears <laughs> And then they play the following week down in Miami, which it'll be the middle of October. So the heat shouldn't be as prevalent, but it's Florida. So it's going to be probably relatively hot, which we saw the how that affected a northern team like the Bills of them not being ready. So they have a couple of weeks here, right? You know, they're going to have to battle fatigue um, time, you know, jet lag and being ready and prepared to face a team that isn't anywhere near the talent level doesn't seem like the defense is what it has been. And the quarterback play should be a lot easier to defend. So it's a game that they should win. I, you know, I want to do a quick peek and see what they're favored by um, this Sunday, but you know, these next two weeks are going to be important um, for how the outlook of the season, because then they will go into their buy and hit a very difficult part of their schedule. So these next two weeks, I think, are going to be very important for how this team shapes up going into the rest of the year. Uh, minus uh, Vikings minus six and a half at home. They're favored by a touchdown. So that kind of seems right. I think that's kind of right on. That makes sense to me. Um. In terms of winning the division, right? The Packers are right in line. Obviously, the Vikings started one and zero. If they beat the Bears, they'll be three and zero in the division, four and one. Sets themselves up pretty good. 
How are you feeling about their prospects of winning the division? I feel great. <laughs> um, especially because I go. don't know. It, it's interesting because I feel like the Viking schedule worked out really well in terms of playing all of their opponents in the first very quickly, especially we couldn't have played the Packers at a better time than yes. at the very, very first game of the season. And so I think that that's what's going to keep us above the Packers um, going into December. Um, and then we play Lions, Bears, Packers all again in that December, January area. And so I think that we can expect if the Vikings are able to just keep these wins and the Packers are able to uh, have some of these losses based on how they're playing, I think the Vikings and Packers are going to be very even even keel this year but we're going to see the vikings ahead of the packers all the way to the end and then determine on who wins that final game is going to be the big deterrent for who wins the division the week 17 game in lambo they have the a tilt that'll like you said probably mean a lot on their frozen tundra so that's an important part right there um yeah I, i'm excited obviously Three and one's great. Um, I think this Sunday, for some reason, makes me nervous. Like, I actually was really, really confident we were going to beat the Saints. I thought that. Handedly. Handedly. And then, you know, I always get nervous. And I don't know if this is from um, the the Cooper Rush ordeal. uh, But I always get nervous when the backup is announced against the Vikings. Because I feel like there's been instances where they've just lost that team. I, I, Cooper Rush on Sunday Night Football is one of them, but I think it's happened a lot more. I've just buried it in the past. So when they announced Andy Dalton, I was more was like, ah, darn it. This <laughs> probably is going to be a little bit more hard. But I, I, I was a lot more optimistic and kind of sure that they were going to beat the Saints. For some reason, I got a weird feeling about the Bears, and I hope it's just you know being paranoid um, that you know, they got this time zone travel. It should be an easy game because it feels like the games that it should be more difficult, the Vikings do win a lot more often and the games, you know, I think back to the Buffalo bills back Josh Allen's rookie year. And they were, I think the Vikings were 15 and a half point favorites at home and they got destroyed. Destroyed. So I, I, I don't, I don't know if there's any reason to be nervous, but for some reason, I'm like, this is going to be the game that Justin Fields goes off for 400 yards and looks like the first round pick that he is. And everyone's going to laugh in our face. And I'm like, okay, Probably not going to happen. And I've said some pretty disparaging thing about Justin Fields, what I think that he is as a quarterback. So, um, but yeah, it's just kind of a ramble about being a Vikings fan. I think every Viking fan can relate to that though. Yeah. There's always a little bit of anxiety going into a Vikings uh, game, especially against a divisional opponent. Divisions are always difficult. So I think that's a lot of where that will stem from. Um Oh, I know where my scar tissue uh, came from is we beat Drew Brees and the Saints at home on the Minneapolis Miracle, and we go into Philadelphia, and I think we were five-point favorites against Nick Foles. Should have been a win, and obviously it wasn't. So I think that's kind of like the main marker for my um, anxiety against backups. Yeah, I mean – The one thing I will say is that uh, with Justin Fields not throwing, um, 
obviously our biggest weakness right now on defense is the soft coverage. And so I don't know. I like the matchup of the bears. Obviously there's always up, but I'm not, I'm feeling confident that we're going to beat this team. I think it's going to be, it would, it's not going to be as by big of a margin as I would hope. Um, But I think the Vikings will come out victorious in this game. Yeah. We'll dive into that matchup and what we think it'll bring Um, kind of a sneaky one, two weeks ahead against the dolphins. Depending on how they play Tua's thing, obviously there's got a lot of backlash going on right now. So uh, there's a chance that Teddy Two Gloves will be the quarterback that we'll be facing against Miami. Uh, just kind of a little flyer put out there. We'll know more here in the next week or so. But um, yeah, we're three and one. Lot double doink, baby. Thank you to the double doink. I don't know how that field goal didn't go in, but thankful that it didn't. Thank heavens for the double doink. We love the doink. Um, any closing thoughts or anything before we wrap this up? Skull Vikings. Skull Vikings, let's win this game. There we go. Honor your name. Go get a first down. Then get a touchdown. Rock them. Sock them. Fight, fight, fight. Fight. Skull Vikings, run up the score. You'll hear us yell for more. V-I-K-I-N-G-S. Skull Vikings. Let's go. Let's go. There we go. That was beautiful. People are going to love that. Painful for the listeners. All righty. Thanks for tuning in this edition of the Skull edition of the His and Hers podcast covering the week four win against the New Orleans Saints in London. Uh, you can find His and Hers podcast in all its form on any Apple podcast or Spotify platform. Thank you for tuning in. Until next, later in this week when we do a week five preview for both the NFL and for our lovely Minnesota Vikings. Have a great week. We'll talk to you then.